here today. Don't forget you can be a part of the Squared Circle. Give us a call, 888-441-4623, Texas at 844-416-8123. Of course, I am Sean Stanley, and behind the boards today, my man Jack Beck in the chair doing the controls, and we're going to be talking a lot about some wrestling. We had a little Marlins talk before me at 8. The hottest team in South Florida, the Florida Panthers. We're going to have that talk next. Chirping the Cats with David Dwork. Some red card radio with Austin Robillard from 11 to 1. And today, from 1 to 3, Kai's Corner. J-Rod in the Canelo bubble. So Kai will take you up until 3 o'clock here today. And then, of course, it all starts over again tomorrow morning. Sunday Sports Drop with Jazz Santana and, of course, one-on-one at 9 o'clock, taking you 11 o'clock. Got you covered here on SideRadio.com. One thing that happened last week was The Miz cashes in the money in the bank, and uh, we're going to get into some uh, booking things in the second segment, uh, the differences I I see between AEW and WWE. But I, I thought this was interesting because I don't think it was such a bad thing that Miz got the title. Right? Everybody loves to hate him. You still have another pay-per-view. You have Rawls. You have other avenues to take the belt off of. I'm going to discuss a couple of those avenues that we could possibly see. But I don't think it was a bad thing that, that Miz got the belt. Take it off McIntyre for a moment. Yeah, he was being billed, he was being billed, but it's not like Miz went out there, cashed in the money in the bank, one skull-crushing finale, and and that's the end. No. They had it set up where he made a business arrangement with the Hurt Business. Bobby Lashley comes out, totally destroys McIntyre. McIntyre kicks out the first time, then he gets hit with the skull-crushing finale, and then one, two, three. The title's basically stolen from him. By Bobby Lashley and The Miz. This isn't a bad thing. Do you want both titles? Because, again, the Universal titles, it's not going off of Roman's waist until until we get to, to WrestleMania, if that's the, the avenue they want to go. They're not, Roman's not dropping that belt. So your only opportunity for a title change swap would be the Money in the Bank briefcase. And I think they did it the right way by by working out an agreement by Miz, who's a little, you know, weaselly at times. Put the title on him, and now you have different avenues if you're WWE for the next, well, you've got three weeks until, or four weeks until the next pay-per-view on the 21st of March. And then you have the time until WrestleMania, April 10th and 11th. So what are you going to do? Just have a stale division? The way they did it, again, they basically had him steal the title. Then he comes out on Raw, and he weasels his way out of basically giving Lashley the match. And became Lashley against Strowman. Lashley goes over strong, lays out the Miz, 
this Monday we get to see Miz versus Lashley. Again, this is my opinion. You can go one of three ways with the title on Monday night. Easy, lazy way, Lashley wins the title straight. Right? Lashley comes out, dominates. McIntyre's not back again, still selling injuries, whatever you want to do. Go to Fastlane. Do you do Lashley-McIntyre there? Because I think the build for this ultimately is Lashley-McIntyre right now, unless there's a signing before that, of course. Looks like it's Lashley-McIntyre at Mania. Could you do it to where you do McIntyre comes out, costs Lashley the title? Miz thinks he's escaped everything. Adam Pearce comes out. Now it's a triple threat at Fastlane. McIntyre, Lashley, Miz. I think at that point, you have Lashley win the match at Fastlane. And then McIntyre, if that's the way you want to go with it, winning the belt in front of a crowd at WrestleMania. But then I, I you know, I put my, my tinfoil hat on. Not really tinfoil hat. I was like, what if they booked it this way? What if Miz, you know, whatever. McIntyre comes out, they play his music, Lashley, distracted, gets rolled up, one, two, three, Miz keeps the belt. Lashley goes crazy, attacks Miz, because ultimately I believe Miz is being built for Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. Although Morrison, I think, was injured a little bit, so we'll have to see how that dictates everything. That might change some things as well. But if you want to take Miz out of the title picture, have Lashley injure him, hold the belt up, and do an eight-man tournament for the title. Again, I know this is the same thing they do for a while, but in this tournament, you can also extend some storylines that you got going. Because again, the match with Lashley and Miz will take place March 1st. You still have March 8th, Monday night, March 15th, Monday night, leading into the March 21st pay-per-view. You can do an eight-person tournament. Kind of threw some things together here. You want to be a part of it? Don't forget you can text in at 844-416-8123. Let me know what you're thinking there. Or hit me up on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. That's Sean, S-E-A-N underscore Stanley 11. But hear me out on this, okay? And I know you're going to jump all over it. You're going to... You got your WWE fans that there's got to be one way or the other. But here you go. Okay. First round. Lashley versus Jeff Hardy. Sheamus versus Kofi. AJ Styles versus Cesaro. Orton versus McIntyre. Lashley you can put over Hardy, making him advance to the second round. Sheamus over Kofi. So you have Lashley and Sheamus in the second round in the first group. In the second group, you can go one of two ways here. You can have Cesaro defeat AJ Styles and move into the semifinals. 
Or the way I played it here was that Rollins causes the match against AJ Styles. AJ Styles moves on. Orton and The Fiend. That's still going on. You can have McIntyre, Orton, The Fiend comes out. Again, a lot of extenuation, extenuation of the angles that are happening right now. So now your program is also building those other angles toward your WrestleMania or your Fastlane, wherever you want the match to be, to take place. Because I think Ultimate Orton Fiend will probably be a cinematic match at WrestleMania, so you can keep that going. McIntyre will advance, take on AJ Styles. Of course, McIntyre advances to the finals at Fastlane. Lashley gets cost by McIntyre, continuing McIntyre. And Lashley, heading into WrestleMania, McIntyre now pays back, Lashley costing McIntyre. Sheamus advances to the finals. Now you have that storyline continuing. Sheamus versus McIntyre for the title at Fastlane. And at that point, you could have McIntyre win the title. And then you do the build of McIntyre versus Lashley. You can, at that point, give Lashley the title at WrestleMania, keep the title on McIntyre. But you've also made, to me, some of the Raws more interesting leading up to the pay-per-view. And as I was saying, Miz has been a good hold right now for that belt because you can go different ways with it and again he didn't win it clean McIntyre was cheated out of the title and finally we get the cashed in money in the bank so now that's still not lingering So three ways that you can look at this possibly going, and there's there's more as well. I mean, I'm sure people sitting, listening right now have some ideas of different ways that you can go with this. But that's what that has been allowed to us because you've taken the title off McIntyre. It's not stale. You've allowed a little bit of creative to search in. Is Look, I'm not, I wasn't happy that, that Miz got the title as, as a wrestling fan. But on the creative side, it, this has opened up a lot of stuff, especially with him now dodging the Hurt Business and Lashley. You could get to this match next week, and McIntyre may hit Lashley in the locker room, and they never even get out to the ring. So now does the match go down to the next week? There are so many little things and details you can put into this now that Miz is the title. Worming in and out of all the altercations that he's getting involved in, making you hate him more. Because that's what he does as an entertainer, right? He knows how to push the buttons to make you hate him more and more and more and more. So with this title change, they, they've made the road to WrestleMania a little more creatively entertaining. Because now there can be some bumps. 
And you also saw now the Universal Championship side. Yeah, there might be a little detour there as well. Edge, Roman, Daniel Bryan's kind of getting thrown in there with Jey Uso. They kind of hinted at a tag team match at Fastlane. Daniel Bryan and Edge against Uso and Reigns. Will Daniel Bryan get into the picture for the Universal title? Or will it just lead to Edge versus Reigns? Again, they're throwing little things in there that that make you second guess each way. The one thing you can't second guess, Bianca Belair. She's made her decision. It will be, which I think everybody knew since Royal Rumble, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania. And and I hope they put them at the top of the card, night one. I think this match has the capabilities of being one of the best matches at WrestleMania this year. Two great athletes. I'd like to see the build to how they're going to do it because they do kind of aim and look at Sasha taking the heel role. I'd like to see two great athletes just go at it for the SmackDown women's title at WrestleMania and the best women win, best woman win. Sundays, 9 a.m., Juan Cardona dominates the airwaves with one-on-one on one. from sneakers to video games to your favorite South Florida team. Tune in every Sunday to one-on-one on one exclusively on the home for sports talk in South Florida, onsideradio.com. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Don't forget to be a part of the show. You can text us, as I said, 844-416-8123, and give us a call, 888-441-4623. And real quick, uh, before we get the segment started, we're going to go out to the phone line. I think we got Big Tony there. Big Tony, you there? I'm right here, Sean. How's everybody? Good, man. Good. Got a couple minutes here before we get uh, dive into this uh, segment. What you got? Well, let's let's let's, let's, get, let's talk about the road to WrestleMania, the two main events, and I'm hoping it clear up on Monday, and hoping Lashley wins. Even though there were the reports of Lashley, uh, uh, let's say let's say they want the reports that they want Brock to be in WrestleMania and have Lashley and and, and Brock and 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 Megatron at WrestleMania, that's fine. I, I'm. I could do I could do with that whatever and, and then see the one they want do McIntyre to win in with a live a live crowd audience on a user title. Listen, I just if if you go give me Roman Roman Edge and now Daniel Bryan and Roman don't get pinned and there's a report that they want Edge to win the champion to have a huge welcome and he don't get and Roman still looks strong. I accept that, uh, Sean, because I think this is that I accept that, but that because I, now now I can see now that Daniel Bryan is in the story angle with 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 Roman and 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 Edge right now, and uh, they're gonna have it, it, it. Listen, the Universal Title should not be defended uh, in a just deep D-rated pay per view coming up and 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 fast lane. So I don't mind they do a tag team with him and and with Jay Uso and, and him and and and, and Facebook and Edge and and and, and um. And uh, Daniel, at, at this, this pay-per-view would come fast here two weeks before WrestleMania, uh, Sean. No, I can agree with you on, on the tag team uh, thing there. I, I don't think the title's needed, especially, like I said, um, 
in the first segment. I, I think what you do, and, and again, I think Miz is the perfect placeholder right now for that uh, title. Lastly, you can do different things with right now because the fact that Miz has the title. And and you allow yeah, for and, you and, allow and, for more storylines to develop. Again, we're three weeks from the next pay per view, which is March twenty first, and then we're another four, almost three or four weeks. What is April sec April tenth and eleventh? You have the WrestleMania card, so you're almost six weeks out that you have to fill your wrestle your Raws, your SmackDowns, and your one pay per view well, with well, with matches. Yeah. Well, speaking of Raw, and I'm uh, and I'm uh, I'm still wondering what they're gonna do with Oscar, the poor woman. Uh, uh, they they are misuse her. Yeah, no, no. Charlotte to... Charlotte will be your Raw Women's Champion at Fastlane, I believe, is what's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the Android the Android's gonna get get get, get a title. Good lord. Well, no, but but it will set up a rematch because Rhea Ripley is on her way to Raw. So I think what you're gonna get is Rhea Ripley Charlotte. At WrestleMania, and Rhea Ripley or, will probably win or, the whole time. Or Oscar or, or Charlotte and Rhea Ripley for the title, and, and there'll be a triple threat match. And maybe maybe Ripley be, be the new Raw but, champion, pin Charlotte for, for revenge somewhere from last WrestleMania. Listen, I, I don't think Oscar, the way they've misused her right now, is, is going to have a WrestleMania spot. I honestly don't. I, I, with everything that they have done, the oh, no, they they they, either, they, 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 they Either she has an injury that either she has an injury that nobody knows about, and and they're they're booking around that possibly, or they're just not booking her properly. Tony, I want to thank you for uh, coming on, buddy. Uh, I want to get no into problem. this next segment here. We're going to talk a little bit about the different booking philosophies. I'm going to have Justin Hollis come on with me here at nine thirty. We're going to talk a little bit AEW. So I want to get this in here in the next couple minutes. But when you look at what the way AEW books their programming and WWE books their programming, you'll see that WWE kind of books pay-per-view to pay-per-view. Yes, they have a couple names and spots at WrestleMania that they're building for for the whole year. We've seen the Rock Cena build up for that whole year at one time. Your Money in the Banks, which are probably long-term I'm not sure if they go pay-per-view to pay-per-view and decide, okay, now it's time to take a title off. Maybe that's what they do. But it's a longer booked angle when you're looking at that. But I'm, I'm watching AEW, and now you're getting Moxley and Omega. Now, remember this. This is almost, what, May 25th, 2019, right? That's when uh, Moxley debuted at the um, All-In, I believe it was. Or Double or Nothing, right? Double or Nothing. Jericho uh, wins the title, gets dropped by Moxley. Omega and Moxley fight through. He throws uh, Omega off of the chips at the top. Sets up, you know, some, some matches between Moxley and Omega. Those matches in, you kind of think, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden now, Omega starts going back for the titles again, right? Then all of a sudden, Don Callis gets involved. New Japan Pro Wrestling Connections, Impact Wrestling Connections. He's dealt with Moxley a little bit. You're seeing this, this transform form on TV. They steal the title from Moxley, right? 
the good brothers show up from impact. You, you see the elite kind of together. Now you see a little bit of friction there, right? It's dropping little seeds. This is how AEW is booked. I'm, I wrote down some things, and I, I know I missed some, so I'm not saying, oh, this is perfect. When you start looking at some of the long-range plans, when you look back at what's being dropped right now, don't forget, Paige is still out there. And that's probably going to circle back around to Omega. So that that has already been dropped in there, and you'll start seeing it play out, I'm sure, soon, depending on which way they go with Moxley and Omega at the pay-per-view. Cody, Shaq, that started back in November. Jay Cargill showed up. That started way, way back, right? Sting. Darby Allin, Team Taz, that's that's been going for a while. Building up. AEW has the opportunity because they run four pay-per-views a, a year to have a longer storyline. But they don't just use it from pay-per-view to pay-per-view as you see some of these playing out. Omega Moxley's been building for almost two years. You're seeing the unrest with the young bucks and the good brothers. You got to believe that that's heading somewhere. Impact tag titles versus AEW tag titles. Do the young bucks drop the AEW titles to Jericho and MJF and go after the Impact titles? But you see seeds being dropped. I go all the way back to, you know, you look at Matt Hardy with Private Party. He was trying to turn them, get him to turn, get him to turn, get him to see things his way. They were fighting it for a while, right? Costing them matches. And then they bought in after a while. That played out over weeks. I go back looking at Dark, you know, uh, using this Brandon Cutler and, and uh, Peter Avalon. The matches they had. Both winless. Neither had a victory. Kept finding ways for them to still not win. Double countouts. Then finally, right, gets the gets the the pin, right? You see how they book long range. It's it's not just show to show or pay-per-view to pay-per-view, even. You saw Lee Johnson and the QT Marshall, the seeds sprinkled there, right? Or he didn't think QT Marshall, one of his trainers. Ultimately, I think that's going to lead somewhere. But they drop it, and then they like, oh, you kind of forget about it. It's off in the wayside. You start looking at the promos they're putting out there. Leading up to this pay-per-view, watch how far back some of them go. I'm going to talk to Justin Hollis here in a moment. And we're going to look at what, you know, what transpired at AEW. And then also we're going to dive in a little bit more. I want to ask him, you know, some of his thoughts on the long-range booking. Or maybe he sees it differently. Maybe you see it differently. If you do, give me a text, 844-416-8123. Hit me up on Twitter, 
at Sean underscore Stanley 11 or on the station Twitter at Onside Radio. When you look at what AEW does compared to what WWE does, again, they book pay-per-view to pay-per-view. They're building for pay-per-view, pay-per-view minus a few matches they kind of earmark for what they want to see at WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble, that starts that earmark, right? Because they're able to say, okay, that's the person we want to get in the main event. And then they lead it up. So what AEW has done with them planning out and drawing out these storylines. And again, not saying that you can't sit there and change things. Injuries change things all the time. I think AEW has been very fortunate for their long-range plans that there hasn't been a lot of injuries. And if they have, they've kind of worked them into their benefit of extending said angle. But which way do you do you prefer? As a fan, do you like what AEW is doing with the long range? Or do you prefer what WWE does and kind of goes pay-per-view to pay-per-view? Everything's compacted down in three to four weeks. And then they move on. Not everybody moves on. They might extend uh, the KO Roman Reigns, for instance. That, that did a few pay-per-views, right? But everything is booked, what I'm saying is booked inside those three to four weeks leading up to that pay-per-view. Then they kind of reset a little bit, maybe not every feud, but reset a couple of feuds and lead up to the next pay-per-view. The one thing they always do, though, is they reset after WrestleMania, totally, almost. If they don't like where they're going, what happens? You get the Raw and SmackDown draft. Change things up. Shake it up. We come back and have Justin Hollis join us here on the show, and we will talk AEW. Don't forget Saturdays. Today, it'll be 1-3, to three, but normally 1-2 to two onside radio enters Kai's Corner with Kai Chin Chisholm. Every Saturday, join Kai as he discusses the biggest stories in South Florida sports. Tune in Saturdays, 1-2, to two, today, 1-3, to three, for Kai's Corners on the home for South Florida sports talk, onsideradio.com. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Been a great show. If you missed any of it, make sure you go to all your podcasting platforms. Look up the Squared Circle. Actually, look up Squared Circle Digest and uh, download and catch up. Got David Dork here with me from Tripping to Catch Radio. Who's coming up next? I executive produced the morning show with uh, Toast and Marsh, and Toast said this season is starting to have that special feel because of the comeback victory the other day. Do you have that same feeling? You get to watch them almost every night. Yeah, it's certainly a different feeling. I was actually just kind of thinking about that kind of topic uh, last night, actually. Like, uh, I don't remember what I was watching. It was some kind of sports documentary, and they were saying, you know, this started to feel like a season of destiny. 
And I'm thinking like, okay, is that the Panther season? I don't think we're quite there yet just because it's still pretty early in the season. We're about a third of the way in, but it's trending that way. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that the team is in first place and playing so well at this stage of the season, it's special and it's unique. But is it like a season of destiny? Is this going to be a team that carries it into the playoffs and actually like does something? Maybe. If the playoffs started right now, I would be beyond shocked if they didn't get a couple of rounds in. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good. They're legit right now. Their, their lines, all lines, all three lines scored, all the four line, but three lines scored, right, in a three-minute period the other night? Yeah. In the comeback? The, the unique thing about that um, comeback, what I loved, uh, the third goal, they actually did a line change while possessing the puck in the offensive zone. They kept the puck in their possession the whole time in Dallas's end and still got all three forwards to change. Because yeah. it started with Barkov, Huberto, and uh, Verhage, and ended up switching to the the second line, which Vetrano got moved up to with Vetrano, Wenberg, and Hornquist. All three touched the puck within maybe five seconds, leading to that goal. Hornquist came flying down the boards, pushed it behind the net. Wenberg with the little pass to Vetrano, tying goal. It was like a 90-second shift. It was amazing. And just like you're saying, it shows to the depth of this team. Yeah, and I was watching. I'll, I'll tell you now, I, I shut the game off with eight minutes to go. <laughs> I missed it. I 100% missed it. Uh, what do you got coming up today, Dave? Uh, well, right off the top, we're going to talk to George Richards, who covers the team for Florida Hockey Now, and just kind of pick his brain a little bit on the state of the team. Uh, we're going to talk about the week against Dallas, that crazy comeback win, the fact that uh, Coach Q felt that he wanted to put Barkov and Huberto together for the comeback, and it worked. Uh, I want to get into why the start is for real. We got the chirp of the week. We're going to go around the pond, talk about Patrick Hornquist, and both goalies are playing well. Yes. We're going to get into that as well. Bob's starting to earn that money. He is David Dwork. It's Turbine to Catch Radio. It's coming your way next. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to Squared Circle Digest. Don't forget you got Turbine to Catch Radio next. Red Card Radio with Austin Robillard at 11 to 1 in Kai's Corner from 1 to 3. That'll be your programming today. I'm Sean Stanley saying see you right here next week.